There they go. Chaos Theory, as always, doing a great job leading in to Hanging with Heart. Welcome to another edition of Hanging with Heart. I am your host, Mr. 254, Harbaugh Harge. That's right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Harge. You can also follow uh, me on Instagram at Harbaugh Harge. You can follow Texas Sports Unfiltered on Twitter and Instagram. On Instagram, it's at Texas Sports Unfiltered. And on Twitter, it's at TS Unfiltered on uh, Twitter. Make sure you hit us up on the text line, 512-222-9328. We got a great show. We're getting closer and closer to the matchup between the Texas Longhorns and the Kansas Jayhawks. I've been talking about the Jayhawks all week. I've been actually talking about them all season. They're, this is a team that we cannot take lightly. Told you last week, didn't believe in Baylor. I believe a little bit more in this Kansas Jayhawk football team. At the bottom of the hour, I got a good friend of mine that is a former running back for the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, his name is David Wimbush. Went to Colleen Ellison, the same high school I went to. I grew up with his brother. He was He's a lot younger than me, but he was around and paying attention to everything that we were doing. So I talked to him last week, and then I got him to come on with us, and he's going to talk a little bit about that Kansas Jayhawks football team, what he's seen, the changes. And I'm going to ask him about what he sees in David Neal because he is someone – we talk a lot about Jalen Daniels, but we have not talked about the running back Neal and what he brings to the table. Number four on your scorecards, folks. Uh, we're also going to talk Major League Baseball. I see my man Ike is there early. Good morning, Ike. Uh, we're going to talk M MLB news. There's a lot to get into. It's getting hotter and hotter around here. But I want to start the show off right away by talking about Dame Dollar, keeping it a buck, baby. Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers, who said for a long time he was not going anywhere. And everybody was cr thinking he was crazy. We kept saying, you got to go. You got to go. What up, Sal? You have to go somewhere else and be a contender because they're not putting the pieces around you. Uh, during the offseason, Damian Lillard's whole conversation was about Miami, Miami. He finally decided, I'll be ready to make some moves. Uh, Miami was the conversation. And right before training camp, the news comes out yesterday, another woge bomb that Damian Lillard will be traded to the Milwaukee Brewers, I mean, I've got baseball on my mind, the Milwaukee Bucks for a plethora of players. It was a three-team deal. And all I'm going to say is this. I believe that the Phoenix Suns got better as well. We'll talk about that a little bit uh, because that entire trade happened. JT, I see you, bro. You're not good for me. We're not good, JT. We'll, 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 we'll settle up here pretty soon. But in the trade, it kind of went down like this. The Bucks received Damian Lillard from the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers received DeAndre Ayton, who we've all talked about before. And if you've been listening to us during this time of basketball, all the changes that have been happening. And for him in Phoenix, it was not going to be good. Chris Paul didn't like him. Uh, looked like he and Devin Booker didn't have a good time. Even KD didn't seem to flow with him. I could be totally wrong, but from the outside looking in, it didn't look like it was flowing. From what I understood, I guess when you're in Phoenix, you just like playing video games because I heard the same thing that we heard with uh, Kyler Murray. We were hearing from DeAndre Ayton. Uh, they got – this is the one that hurts everybody. 
Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday just a couple of days ago had mentioned that he wanted to retire as the Milwaukee Buck. And then he gets traded to the Portland Trail Blazers. They also get a 2029 uh, first round pick from the Bucks and the two first round pick swaps with the Bucks in 2028 and 2030. That's what the Trail Blazers get. Well, then more is added to this to free up cap space and make some adjustments there. What up, CB? Um, the Suns get Grayson Allen, who everybody thinks is a dirty player, but. I think he's a key part to what you want to see if you're a Phoenix Sun because he will get in there and get scrappy. I ain't seen anybody else on that Phoenix Sun team ready to throw some hands or ready to get into something. So he'll be there. Keon Johnson, I think he's going to be a special, special player in the NBA. He's going to be able to do some things there. Uh, Nasser Little, he's going to provide some defense. And Joseph Nurchek, who is going to be able to be a big man that will play his role in the center position. So I think that's going to be good. And I agree, JT. My man JT just said, well, let me put you up there, JT. He said he thinks he needs to go down to South Beach. Listen, if that happens, if Drew Holiday can go to South Beach and play for the Miami Heat, I think that will be the icing on the cake for them. You got Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry needs to move on, man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they're talking about his junk in the trunk, but I, Kyle Lowry is a heady player, but he's not consistent. And lately, he's been uh, he's been one of those guys that hadn't performed at the high level like he once did. I don't know if it's South Beach. I don't know if it's the cooking that's down there, but it has been fun to watch this offseason trick place. You know, we have Wimby Mania that's going to be going on in San Antonio. I know a lot of people are trying to figure that out. You saw that Bradley Beal went to Phoenix as well. I think that's a great fit. And then you add those other pieces to because the one thing that hurt Phoenix last year is when they made the trade for Kevin Durant, they lost all their depth. That's what happened to them. They ran out of gas because what you see with uh, the Denver Nuggets, let's not forget about them. They're consistent. They, they, if Jamal Murray is healthy, we know what the Joker is going to bring and all those complimentary pieces that they have, that is going to be a, a good look and a lot of pressure for a lot of people in the West. But in the East, Giannis Antetokounmpo told them, I want you to show me that you are serious before I try to sign an extension. If you're not building players around me, and in getting our team stronger, then there's no reason for me to be uh, sign an extension and I'll be able to go where I want to. Well, they made the move. They made the adjustment. And now they went and got one of the best players, if not the best player in the uh, backcourt that we've seen in a very long time. What Dame Dollar did for uh, Portland has been amazing. Nobody would be talking about Portland. Remember, every time somebody ever brought up Portland, they were talking about the fact that they drafted Samuel instead of Michael Jordan. Nobody was really giving them love uh, a lot after Jerome Kersey and Clyde Drexler, Scottie Pippen, and all those guys went there. Now you start looking around. The conversation was always about, is Dame going to stay? 
Ooh, who wants to go up to the great Northwest? This is a spot to be. I think Portland gets a little bit better, but I, to, to my man CB's point, I don't think they're going to be able to keep Drew Holiday because I don't see Drew Holiday being that guy in a team that I was thinking about last night when everyone was talking about Drew Holiday possibly not staying in Portland. Watch out for the L.A. Lakers. Watch out for the L.A. Lakers. That would be a prime place for Drew Holiday to go and play. Let's not forget, play basketball at UCLA. He knows the area well. I think he's got family that uh, lives out there, if I'm not mistaken. But that would be a good place. And LeBron James needs some help out there. I promise you that. I don't know how much longer LeBron's going to play, but if you can get yourself a Drew Holiday to be on your squad, you you doing some things right. I promise you that. Um, and Damon and, and uh, Giannis are pretty tight. They're real good friends. They, If you go back and you remember during the All-Star break, I mean the All-Star game, it was the first pick. He picked Dame, Dame Lillard. So there's a lot of camaraderie that is starting to form in the NBA. This ain't your mom and dad's old NBA. This is the new style, and people are making moves, and it's almost like you're playing fantasy basketball, fantasy football, fantasy sports. Let's pick the team, go here. Let's pick this. Let's go there. Let me draft this guy. Let me put this guy with this team. I'm excited for the NBA. Obviously, we still got a lot to get through with football and uh, Major League Baseball. But I'm excited to watch the NBA because it's going to be interesting with all these different teams and what they've been able to, to piece together and who truly has a chance to win and who, like I say every time, everybody got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. What up, Gringo Horn 65 Appreciate you joining. And I appreciate everybody. Make sure you subscribe. Yeah, that's the other thing. Make sure you subscribe and like on all the uh, platforms and tell a friend, tell five friends and have them tell five friends. And as my man Chip Brown said, tell five enemies. Who cares? Who cares? Um, just make sure you got people tuning in because what we got going on here is amazing. Also want to give a shout out to Covert Ford BK. That's right. They are the ones that are behind this thing. They've done a great job. And if you are looking for a new vehicle, and it doesn't matter to make or model because they got Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, go to Covert BK. That's right, CovertBK.com. And if you're looking for a Ford, that's okay. They got you taken care of over in Huddle. Or if you're looking for a Ford and a Lincoln, they got you covered in Austin. Uh, Covert BK has something for everyone. They got 86 service bays that they take care of any make and model. With those service bays, what that means is less time for you to be waiting around. So go out there today, check out the latest specials, the inventory, or stop by and just see them. No one beats a covert for uh, covert deal. Not now, not ever. Go to covertbcave.com. And speaking of covert bcave, this Friday, the guy that I interviewed, Derek Johnson, lifetime Longhorn, college football Hall of Famer, will be making a special appearance out there. This week, come out, go have lunch with Bucky and BK and enjoy yourself and learn some football from a legend. My man, Derek Johnson, representing the 254 every single day, is out there doing a great job. So make sure you get out to Covert BK this weekend. 
I want to talk a little bit about baseball right now because there is so much that is happening around Major League Baseball, so much excitement that is going on. The Houston Astros, go ahead, uh, I get excited because your Houston Astros defeated the Seattle Mariners last night, 8-3 to three in a critical matchup that is uh, has a huge bearing on the AL wild card spot in the title because the Astros and the Rangers are still battling for that title. But the Astros moved into third place on the wild card spot, a game and a half lead over the Mariners. But the story of the night was not about the victory or the loss of your Seattle. It was the trash talking between Hector Neris and uh, Seattle Mariners superstar center fielder Julio Rodriguez. Uh, Neris struck him out in this crucial situation. I believe the game was four to three at that time. And instead of celebrating and then walking off to the dugout, Neris jumped off the mound and started walking towards Julio Rodriguez. Benches cleared, tempers flared a little bit, no punches were thrown. As a matter of fact, I don't even think anybody was ejected at that point. But it's kind of funny because he cussed them out in Spanish and, and everybody was trying to figure out what the heck was going on. And the reason why it was kind of strange is because both of those guys seem to be friends, have been known to be friends. And they both share the same agency. So it was kind of weird when you saw how that all went down. And I know a lot of people are talking about it. And after the game, the Mariners, they were pissed off about it, rightfully so, ready to fight and do all this other stuff. And was really pissed off at what uh, Neris was able to do coming off that mound. But in his locker room, everybody was fired up. And he stated that the reason why he did that was he was trying to ignite some energy into his locker room, into his dugout, into his teammates. Now, there's two ways that that could have worked. Yes, you, your team rallies behind you. You got some energy, and there's different ways of going. And just remember, they this these two teams have some bad blood anyway. Chaz McCormick had got drilled in the back, and the reason why Chaz got drilled in the back was because in the previous series, Chaz was running down first base and tried to knock the first baseman's arm off as he was going to first, and it was blatant. So with Chaz doing that, I understand why you got to wear one. And my favorite part about it is, honestly, because I've been, like I told you yesterday, I've been in plenty of scraps, and I've been hit on purpose, and I've been hit on accident. More times I've been hit on purpose because – I like to talk a little trash, too. But he was the one that got drilled. They didn't hit anybody else. They didn't go after one of the other players. Chaz had to take his medicine, and he took it. Now, this situation, they are, like Ike said, they are friends. They, work, they have the same agency. They're from the same country. So I know... We're not friends on the field. I heard Tom Brady talking about that. I don't have no friends on the field. I understand that. But, again, if you want to celebrate after a strikeout, walk towards your dugout. Don't walk directly to a guy and walk towards his dugout. Because friends or not, everybody else on your team, on that team, may not be your friend. And they're going to look out for their guy. And could have gotten to a scrap. One of your players get hurt. And then he's out for the playoffs. And now you did that shit for no reason. So there's a time and a place and there's a situation where you do get dusted. There's a situation where you do get heated. And there's time 
where you just got to take your medicine and go with it. And that's what I've seen to uh, see what's happening. So as this continues, we'll be paying attention to that. But most importantly, there's still a pennant chase that's out there. There's still playoff positions that are still available. Like I said, the Strohs have moved into that number three wildcard spot. They are off today, and they finished the season against the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are in second place in the wildcard spot in the NL, and they are trying to lock up their spot. So it's not going to be a cakewalk. The best part about this for you, you Astros fans, they're not playing at home where they struggled all year. They get to go on the road, so they might play well in Arizona. If they go out there and play like the Cowboys, they won't play well in Arizona. So that'll be something to pay attention to. As we continue the conversation in the NL, I'll get back to the Rangers in just a second. The Cubs are tied for third place right now with the Miami Marlins, and that is the third spot, third and final spot. But the Marlins own the tiebreaker in that situation. And I saw this stat last night, and it was really interesting to me just because of the fact that you're thinking about the 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 what the Chicago Cubs are and the movements that they've made and the growth that they've shown because there were times where you were thinking that the Cubs weren't even going to be in the fight. Well, last night it, they had their fifth loss when they had a lead in the eighth or later. It tied for the most in any month by a Cubs team in the last 50 seasons. So basically what that's saying is kind of like what we talked about when we talked about the Rangers and how they had some collapses. That is what is going on with the, um, with the Chicago Cubs. And it's disappointing. It's the disappointing time too, because you are trying to, Make the playoffs. Chicago Cubs fans are some of the best fans that are out there. Wrigleyville, Wrigley Field, all that stuff. Those people are thirsty, thirsty to get into the playoffs. You got a lot of talent. This might save David Ross's job if he can get into the playoffs because he's been up against it. But this is an opportunity for Cubs and Cubs fans to rally. Get your focus back. Get everything going and start to close this thing out. I don't know what they got to do. They got to sacrifice a chicken or something, but they got to figure out how to get that bullpen set because you just don't want to be in the playoffs. You want to have a chance to win the playoffs. So that is going to be something to watch here as the end of the season comes about uh, coming up pretty quick. Uh, I also want to talk about the Texas Rangers as they seem to get things rolling right now. It's headed in the right direction. The Rangers traveled to Seattle this weekend to clinch the West, and Seattle is reeling. But the Rangers beat the, the Angels yesterday 5 to nothing. Dane Dunning was clutch. They needed some solid pitching. You know, yesterday I was talking about how Verlander came through for the Astros. Well, that's what Dane Dunning, who has been lights out for them, he, had, he went seven strong shutout innings with, six, uh, with seven Ks. Garcia hit his 38th home run. Evan Carter, who is an absolute stud. I saw somebody comparing him to Grady Sizemore when you watch him play. As soon as he's, he's the minor league player of the year, I believe, for the Texas Rangers organization. Once he got to the big leagues, the dude has been absolutely raking. He hit his fifth home run. And Marcus Simeon, Marcus Simeon hit his 29th, where he's about to have 
another 30 home run season. The Rangers have 10 players that are in double digits in homers. That's outstanding. But before I finish with baseball, I want to give a shout out to Ronald Acuna Jr. He is like Vince Carter. He is half man, half amazing. He has Ricky Henderson in his genes because the way he goes about his business. He became the only player in major league history. And I repeat, the only player in the history of the major leagues to have a 40 home run season, which he has 41, and a 70 stolen base uh, season. The only one in baseball to ever have that number. He's the only player in baseball to have over 30 home runs and 70 stolen bases. He is truly in a class all by himself. And if you've been listening to this show, I've been listening to uh, players across the nation, but most importantly, I had Chipper Jones on this show with me last week. And Chipper told me flat out, he is he considers him the greatest player to ever don an Atlanta Braves uniform. Think about that. Think about America's team in baseball, Atlanta Braves, because they were on the Superstation, WTBS. If you were old head, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Without, we could get the Braves and the Cubs and White Sox. That's all we could get, unless you were using the – FSN or whatever it was that we had here, um, or, or HSE if you were in Houston, where you were getting some of the Houston Astro games. But for America to be able to watch the Atlanta Braves, Dale Murphy, Claudel Washington, Rafael Ramirez, Chipper Jones, Greg Maddox, Greg Smoke, I mean, uh, John Smoke, David Justice, Ron Gann, Dusty Baker, Hank Aaron, all the people that you have ever watched play the game. And for my man Chipper Jones, who's a Hall of Famer, who was an Atlanta Brave his entire career, was he's for him to say that that is the best player to ever wear an Atlanta Braves jersey. That is utterly amazing. And the credentials and the, and the numbers that he has been able to put up have actually backed that up. So that, to me, is the most impressive thing that I've seen. And I've seen a lot of things happen in baseball. I went down the list for you a couple uh, weeks ago with the 40-40 guys. There's only five of them. Ronald Acuna Jr. is the, the fifth. And I believe the last person to do it was either 2005 or 2008, and it was Alfonso Suriano. That is an absolute amazing feat. And for him to do it on a team that has 102 wins and now has locked up home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the National League in the same season where Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman have put up career numbers for their for their career for their numbers for the career where they've had this opportunity to possibly win an MVP 
you have a guy that just did something that has never, ever been done in the history of Major League Baseball. I'm a baseball guy, and I'm so impressed to watch that young man play. And he does it on defense as well. Five tools, my man got six because he's doing it all. Let me tell you about somebody else who has all the tools and able to do everything for your video needs. That's my man, Tom McKay at Audiovisual Consultations. Go to avconsultations.com or just give him a call at 512-255-8678 and he can give you the home theater setup of your dreams. Whether you want the big screen or you want multiple screens, Tom and his crew will give you a game plan on what you need and how it needs to be set up. They've been around since 1988. So they know about all the hookups. They don't, they know where the bargains are. They get everything for you. And they don't want you going to those big box stores. And the reason being is because they know they're going to upcharge you. And not only are they going to upcharge you, they're going to make you set it up yourself. Well, Tom and his crew will get it all done for you. Go to avconsultations.com or give them a call, 512-255-8678, and get the whole theater set up of your dreams. I have one. I have a setup that Tom and his crew came out and did for me, and I love it, and I hadn't changed it one bit because why? Why would you change perfection? That's what you got to do. Tom and his crew will take care of you. avconsultations.com. Make sure you do that. I also want to give a shout-out to uh, Blue Heron Furniture, great Blue Heron Furniture. And then you know what Blue Heron is? It is a custom leather furniture company that's been around. Tom was here in 88. They were here in 91. And they focus on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics ranging from traditional, uh, excuse me, traditional Western and modern farmhouses. And let me just tell you how beautiful this stuff is. If you go down on the link on the uh, YouTube page and click on it, you will get to see the Texas Sports Unfiltered Collection. And also, if you use the promo code HOOKEM, you'll get 15% off of your next purchase. If you're looking for furniture that's going to be that, that's going to look amazing and be around for decades, look no further than Great Blue Heron Furniture. Click on the link, as I told you before, or give them a call at 866-247-9688. That's 866-247-9688. Um, coming up here shortly, I've got uh, David Wimbush, my man David, who is a uh, K-Town legend, too. He's from the K. And his brother, Chris, who's an actor, he just put it on. He's looking forward to talking uh, Texas and Kansas. Chris is a former football player at McNeese State, but now he's a Texas local actor. You can see him in a lot of commercials. Every weekend, you see him on doing some commercials. Dr. Pepper, uh, he's been in movies. He's a good dude. And it's actually his little brother that is going to be coming on with us. So always look forward to chopping it up. But tonight in the NFL, we have a big game tonight. And tonight's game between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers is a really, really uh, interesting matchup. And the reason why I say it's an interesting matchup is strictly because of the fact that Detroit was a team that I had that was going to be, I thought they were going to win the North. I thought they were going to be perfect for the North. Um, but Green Bay, I really didn't know. Because think about it. Last year, it was, you were set up with uh, Minnesota. Minnesota struggling. You didn't know what you were going to get with Chicago. Well, now you see what you're getting with Chicago. 
nothing. But it's important when you sit and you think about the, what the Green Bay transformation. Everybody was talking about when um, Aaron Rodgers went to New York Jets. But is Jordan Love ready to take that mantle? Is he truly capable of doing that? And I hadn't seen it. We didn't know. And my man Wags was talking about it just a little bit ago. And he was saying, hey, man, we thought we should have known that he was going to be okay because of the time that he put in, the, the people that he was around, and what he was capable of doing. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But when he did get his opportunities before, he struggled, didn't look like he knew everything about that offense, didn't seem to be dialed in. But now we're looking at it. And we're saying, huh, it worked out. It worked out. We'll see. We'll see what happened. We'll see what's going to happen with that. But I'm just waiting to watch this game tonight because I believe in Dan Campbell. Um, I believe in what their team is doing right now because he's mixing it up. He's got talent. He's got Amara St. Brown. He's got players that are – they, they're tired of losing. They come from a pedigree of winning. You got Jamar Gibbs. You look at what we've seen from uh, Jared Goff, the growth in which he has played with. There's so many opportunities that are there, and you just continue to say, well, here we go. So it's an exciting time. It's a fun time. And for Detroit Lion fans, you need to really, really, be excited because I don't know how long you're going to have that. These two teams play this Thursday, but they also play on Thanksgiving. And so it is going to be a really, really good game tonight. I know people are always looking at that Thursday game and wondering, but I think Thursday night football has been good and I'm excited for it. Somebody else that I'm excited to talk to right now is a former Ellison Eagle. Ha <laughs> ha. That's what we do. But he also is a former running back for the Kansas Jayhawks. He's from the 254, and he's always representing. Is my young man, David Winbush. Winbush, what's up, baby? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for joining me today. We really, really appreciate it. Um, this is Texas Sports Unfiltered. We are on YouTube. We got everything going. But uh, I really, really want to know, man, how excited are you? that your, your Kansas Jayhawks are making some noise around this Big 12? Oh, man. Well, it, 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 first of all, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. I mean, you know, we go way back, Mike, and I've always admired and looked up to you, man, and always proud of what you've done. And, it, you know, this is this is one of the great sports we love. And, you know, I I have to just I'm proud of what they've done bipolar and this staff and administration the way you know they've never given up on the potential that kansas has to be recognized as a contender in college football you know so I, i'm i'm so excited you know yeah and you should be because for a long time everybody looked at kansas as a, a automatic win on the schedule number one number two a basketball school but now they are coming out every single week they're putting up good numbers they're recruiting well First off, they've always recruited Central Texas well. 
Uh, not only you, they came and got Michael Cummins from Colleen. They got uh, Reggie Duncan from our high school. They've done well at Ellison and in the Central Texas area. But now they're getting a national brand. You talked about Coach Leipold and what he's been able to do, the way he's drawing up these plays. You got an exciting quarterback in Jalen Daniels. Now the defense is working. It's a it's a work in progress. But for for Kansas to be in this position right now, this is something that you wanted to work for back when you were there. No doubt. And and you know, taking nothing from Kansas basketball. I mean, you know, when I attended there, it was a legendary time with coach Roy Williams and I I don't want to name drop but the players that you know were at school the same time I was you, you can't you can't deny how great they were and the success Kansas basketball had but at the same time you know when, when I was there you know they were coming off you know years before maybe 92 they had a Aloha Bowl um, championship and then in 95 they were number I think number five or ten in the, at least in the top ten in the nation and having the Aloha had guys like Gilbert Brown that was there that are big time NFL stars. So, you know, it wasn't far fetched. And, you know, I was I had opportunity to come right in the, you know, inception of the Big 12 in, you know, one year in 97, you know, when it started in 96. So, you know, that first year, you know, it it, it was it was very competitive. And, you know, the old Big 12, as I like to say, you know, when it had, you know, all the Texas schools and, you know, the um, merging with the Big 8. But I mean, I think we finished, <laughs> ironically, one game away from a bowl bid. And it was against Texas that we had to go into Austin in November. Win that game, become bowl eligible. Well, who's on that team? Ricky Williams. You know, so, I mean, it was just – he went out the game with an ankle injury, like, in the third quarter, I think. And, you know, we were like, oh, we've got a chance. And, I mean, in a shootout, we lost by, like, six or seven points, like 40 or 47, 42, or 45, 43. But, you know, it, it was a competitive game nonetheless. And, you know, that really – gave us at least that freshman class and that new coaching staff at the time it was their first year that you know we were headed in the right direction you know sometimes things just don't work out the way you think they're going to work out in life and football and you know but we were always I would say competitive but you know when Nebraska was rolling and Texas had just won the you know initial Big 12 championship and then the emergence of K-State and Texas A&M so it was just a highly competitive league that you know that we competed in but like I say just some of those things we didn't get to put the right pieces together in, at least in the time I was there but we at least set a foundation and he talked about those Texas high school players you know I think you know obviously we had the second biggest attendance you know represented on that roster outside of Kansas State players so you know um, Texas, you know, had a big showing, and I, every year, you know, we we're getting more and more Texas kids. And I mean, if I can just go off the top of my head, you know, I think we had six or seven from Colleen alone over that period of time on that roster. So, um, you know, it, you got to recruit. You know what college football is all about? It's about recruiting, and you know, you got to win because kids are gonna want to go to where a winner is. You know, and I think you know, Coach Leipold has started to create that buzz. He started to create that excitement. I mean, things you and I never got to experience, the uniforms, the, all this social media stuff, you know, all this stuff you have to be so good at now. It takes the village to get all that together, you know. So I, mean, I applaud the whole, you know, organization and what they're doing and, and creating excitement. I mean, sellout crowds, game day last year going to Kansas. I mean, it's just – it's been a buzz and it's trending up, you know. And, and, you know, big games like this against Texas, you know, you really get to see where you are you know, as a program and a football team and, you know, cause Texas always gets respect. I mean, like I said, I'm a Texas kid, you know, always good. You know, everybody has their, 
times. And I think Coach Sarkeesian has, has done a great job in, you know, getting this thing going. And, I mean, the players he has, the roster that they have, I mean, it's it's tremendous talent. I talked to a, a buddy of mine who's also an ex-Kansas football player, and he was saying, you, just, you know, it's, you know, when you got these the, the facilities and the and the the players and the resources, you know, you you're gonna be a powerhouse, and that's just what it is. It is what it is, and you know, having Texas pride, which I do, but not for Texas, you know, university, but Texas pride, and that's just the way it is, man. Well, the thing about it is, and you brought up a great point. You talked about the facilities, and that's what Coach Lipole is doing. You're getting brand new facilities around Lawrence, Kansas, and most of the time, those were getting for the basketball team. Now the football team is is making uh, noise and starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Got great coaching staff. You got some great players. But I want to talk about the running back position because I think what we have focused on so much is Jalen Daniels and what he brings as the starting quarterback preseason, all Big 12 um, uh, quarterback and preseason player of the year. But don't sleep on David Neal. David Neal is a, a fire plug of a running back that I think a lot of people haven't given him the respect or or mentioned him enough. But that run game at Kansas is pretty tough. I agree. I think, you know, with, with – Neil and even um, the return of Highshaw, you know, I, I think the one two punch that they have, and, you know, and not to even forget about the other two guys that they have there. They've played four about four running backs over these four games that are, in my opinion, very talented and can produce and, you know, get you can get good carry guys that go going and just fill in the time to give Neil a breather or something like that. But, I, you know, just watching those guys, I could tell it's a close group. But they really do pound the ball. And I, I think that's going to be the key to Kansas' success um, come Saturday, you know, being able to run the ball. I mean, you know, I, I think Jalen Daniels has great arm talent, but he has that other element, which is to be able to use extend the play. But he also, when they do zone read, when they do their little triple option with motion, different things, they can do so many different things. And like you say, you know, Devin Neal has made such a splash. And him being a Lawrence kid, you know, I think that's just made him, you know, have that much more pride to want to represent and show, you know, even, you know, even when I was there, you know, it's just, it's a chip on your shoulder because you, you do, you know, hear those things of basketball school where y'all not that very good. You know, when it comes down to it, you know, it's football and are you a competitor? And I've got an opportunity to go do something big. Let's go do it. You know, so I'm, I'm very excited to see these guys come out and run physical, you know, shake and bake, whatever they have to do to be productive now. I know about Texas front line, D line, their front seven or eight. I know it's going to be a problem. Those two D tackles remind me of uh, Sean Rogers and Casey Hampton from back in the day. I was just telling a buddy of mine that this past weekend, but I think we're up for the. I don't think it's a. I think the the feeling now about Kansas is not a. I hope it goes well. You know, even going back to two years ago, I was actually at that game in Austin when they won in double overtime, and it was the situation where I just looked around and it was just shocked. It was shocked, and then it was like, okay they'll they'll mess it up sooner or later. And sure enough, Texas got back in the game and then it just became a battle of who wanted more. And you know, we the football guys smiled down on us and we got a big, you know, program win, you know. But I think, you know, this you know, talking about this Saturday, I think that is a, a gonna be a tremendous key to Kansas success is the running game and, you know, maybe shortening the game, you know. Um I'm I'm gonna be honest. You know, I mean, Texas is talented everywhere. 
so you don't want to give them a million chances to show you how talented they are. You know, so but I'm so it almost reminded me of stuff into this, but you know, the the Pollard and you know Zeke, you know, combination last year, you know, having two backs that are, you know, two different types of runners, runners, change of pace guys that, you know, can really be effective in that would start somewhere else if they wasn't on the same team. Those guys would be started somewhere else. So I mean it's not guys that are just leftovers, you know, in the recruiting pool or what I mean, it's a guy, you know, Devin Neal and High are guys that any Big 12 team, I think, in my opinion, would take and play them as much as Kansas play them. So I, I think those guys really getting going early um, is going to be the key to really, you know, jumping on Texas or, you know, and, and getting some confidence and getting things rolling. We're talking to former uh, Kansas Jayhawk, David Wimbush, uh, also from the 254, always representing. That's how we do that. That's how we do that. And you're right. You know, you talk about the run game and, and what uh, – they're trying to do as far as shortening the game and, and trying to uh, take the ball away from what you see on Texas's offense because Texas's offense, they haven't really been that explosive yet. I mean, they've had some big plays. They they got all the weapons you can possibly have, but we haven't seen them play a complete football game. And to your point, uh, Kansas ranks number eleven in the country at time of possession. So you try to squeeze it. And I heard someone talking about this today. Texas, I mean, not Texas, but Kansas has a up-tempo team that isn't really an up-tempo team. They break the huddle. They come in. They move fast, but they take their time. And, and, you know, it's, it's just a real interesting look when you start watching this Kansas team. Go over to the other side of the ball. What do you like about your Kansas defense? Because they, too have been stopping the run a lot and making it really, really tough. Last, uh, I guess it was BYU, only had nine yards rushing. Uh, yes, yes. And, you know, I'll tell you what, the, the first thing I thought when I watched game one was I noticed how the defense flew to the ball, how everybody was running at the ball. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't guys standing around waiting for the other guy to make the tackle. These, these guys were running to the ball, flying around, you know, and, I said, okay, I hope that trend continues. Talking about BYU. BYU is one of those programs that, you know, they're not flashy, but they're always solid, hard, fundamental, and they beat good teams year in, year out. And I had a concern about that. But I tell you what, when Kobe Bryant came up on that jet sweep and hit that guy and made that guy fumble, and that that was a tone setter right there. And from there on, those guys, you know, just they got after it. I mean, and, you know, like I say, you know, you, you know, you want to win and you want to be, you know, glorified and those things. But I, I see these guys playing as a unit. You know, you've got guys like Kobe Bryant, Rich Miller, you know, guys that stand out that's always being talked about. But I think they play great as a unit. You know, I mean, these guys are like leaders that, you know, lead by example. You know, there's all different types of leaders. There's, you know, the guy that pumps you up and gets the defense going that's, you know, telling you we need to do this, we need to do that. Then there's guys that lead by example. There's a guy that you look over to your left or your right and say, he's always going to do his job. I'm going to make sure I do my job, too. And, I, and I, I'm seeing that in the Kansas defense. And golly, I mean, you talk about old school when guys, coaches want it all 11 players in the film, you know, before the play is over. That's the type of theme I'm starting to see with these guys, you know, attacking the football and running it and making plays out there, man. I mean, I, I'm so excited, you know. But, you know, you, you talked about Texas' offense earlier, you know, and I'm not a fan, but I love the game and I respect teams. I just have a feel that it's just it's like it, it's right there and it's just a matter of time, you know. And 
I don't want it to be this game that they find it. I'm going to be honest, but it's I have for you know what they've done. I mean, the, the running backs, you know, I don't Brooks, you know, he's he's starting to get going, running the ball, I mean, pounding guys and running physical, you know, and worthy. I mean, this guy, you never know where he's going to be, and he makes plays. He's so fast, you know. I don't care how small people say he is, the dude produces. And you got Whittington, who's a veteran, who's been there, that just you know, it's solid, you know. I mean, the big tight end who looks like and runs like a receiver, but he's a tight end. I mean, it's just you know, the you know, it's just. They're loaded, and I don't even they have on the bench. I don't, you know, I don't even want to know. But I mean, it's it's just it, it's a setup for a great game. And somebody joked with me. Um, we were watching the Texas game last weekend. Like, I just got a feeling Kansas the one. Texas wins. They're gonna rank Kansas, and it's gonna be that much bigger of a game to pump the resume up, you know. And I said, I don't want to be nobody's springboard, you know. I, I I want them to be our springboard, you know. So. I mean, I, I definitely think Kansas football is getting the respect that they well deserved and earned the hard way. Um, just through, you know, historically all the coaching changes and just the things that's happened. Um, and I mean, they're not a team like I said that's not looked at as oh, that's a win. We can schedule them from homecoming and we'll just get it done. I, I think you know, Coach Sarkeesian is going to have these guys focused and ready. Um, I hope not, but I mean, they're going to go there. There's, there's tremendous pride. And there's a lot on the line for both teams, um, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, with Texas being number two or three in the nation, you know, people are going to say, well, Texas has more to lose. Yes, but so does Kansas. You know, we wanted to keep trending up. And, you know, you don't want to think about last year, but, you know, um, injuries, the things wouldn't have gotten away. How much better of a season would we have had? So, you know, it's just that's all part of football, and you can't control that. But I, I'm definitely excited about it. It's going to be, man, you know, who set the tone early and who can play a full four quarters. Like you said, you know, that you had to get the full game, you know. I just, you know, we at Kansas definitely need to do that. Well, Winbush, as always, man, I appreciate you. I'm glad I ran into you. Glad we got connected. But before I let you go, man, you got to tell me, what's the score prediction that you got? This this is like the, the fifth time I've, I've asked that. I'm, 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 hey, we can score. We, you know, in my opinion, if I was on the staff, we're going to shorten the game, but we're going to still score points and do what we do. My prediction, Kansas 28, Texas 24. That's my prediction. <laughs> hey, I would have talked so bad to you if you didn't have your squad winning. I would have talked so bad to you. <laughs> I, when I went to the I had my shirt on, and I stood right there in, in, in the hornet's nest. People looking at me, like you said, they kind of just, oh, he's a fan. Oh, good for him. And then, you know, we came out of there with the win. I ran out the stadium, but we, we got the win. <laughs> I appreciate you, dog. Hey, man, we will definitely be in touch again. I'm definitely going to call you after this game and uh, see how it is. Either way, you're going to get a call from me, dog. I appreciate you, man. You're you're a hometown hero to me, man, forever. I mean, I, I grew up watching you, a baller, still a baller, man. I love you, man. I love you too, man. I appreciate it. Tell the family I say hello. Hey, take care, man. Appreciate you, brother. There he is, David Wimbush, former running back for KU. I was going to be bad at my man if he didn't say that he had his team winning because I know how prideful he is, especially when he had that uh, opportunity to go to um, – KU and get a chance to play. So as always, I appreciate my man Winbush jumping on with me. 
that family's a good family and I've known them for a long time. So I wish them nothing but respect and best of luck. I want to give a shout out to my good friends over at Four Roofs TX. I know you've been having some bad weather. So do yourself a favor and get that taken care of. Go. We've had hell. I know a lot of people are coming through. Why don't you trust somebody that I trust to help you get through this situation? It's a locally owned company that understands the needs of this area. They've been, they have over 15 years of experience. They've got affordable pricing and a quick response time. They are thorough and a very trustworthy company. I use them for my home and my neighbors have used them too. So why don't you become another one of their loyal customers? I know them personally, so I know you won't be disappointed. I can promise you that. They have an on-site manager, uh, project manager to make sure that everything goes smooth and do yourself a favor and go to four, the number four, roofstx.com and hit them up or give them a call 512-520-5884. That's 512-520-5884. They'll make sure that they take care of you. And also, I know it's been kind of crazy too. Whenever it rains, you get all these little ants and all these different kind of bugs. Do yourself a favor, hit up my folks over at pestwranglers.com. They will get you take care of, take care of, excuse me. The Pest Wranglers is locally owned and it's a small family business that's been around since 2006. That's right. And this basic principle of customer service leads to happy customers. The company was started because the, the boss was tired of uh, companies not being able to treat their employees or their customers well. So he said, I'm going to do it myself. And you know, if I'm working with them, you should too. Pest Wrangler services most of the Central Texas area. And if you are in need of getting help and getting rid of mosquitoes, termites, or have some rodent control, or you need inspections done for your residential or commercial properties, please give Pest Wranglers a call at 512-670-7808 or go to the website, pestwranglers.com. Pest Wranglers won't make you sign a contract because they believe that if you're a happy customer, you're not going anywhere. They got five-star ratings on Google, Yelp, Angie's List, and all referral sites. Make sure you you check them out. Uh, that's a great conversation by my man, uh, Wimbush. I know he was cutting in and out a little bit, so you might not have got all of it. But he believes in this football team. And as somebody that looks at talent and tries to see where the, the management is, hey, that's perfect. I Hold on before I get into that. That's perfect. I The Philly fans tried to get an alligator into the, the stadium as a support animal. Yeah, I would have called pest wranglers to get that doggone thing the hell up out of there. What am I bringing that in there as no support animal? But what I was saying is when you watch this team and you 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 break down talent wise, they're a talented football team. They, you brought he brought up the Kobe Bryant play that happened, and if you didn't see the play, it was one of those plays that uh, it looked like somebody's helmet was about to come out, but they hit him on a pitch play. He was running a reverse. He came around the BYU player came around and Kobe Bryant lit him up, forced a fumble, and they returned it. And those are the types of plays that you want to avoid if you're the Texas Longhorn. You, you don't want those momentum changers for Kansas. You want those momentum changers for yourself, for the Texas fans, because there's going to be over 100,000 people in that stadium. There's going to be loud. This is 2.30 in the afternoon. They're going to be sauced up and ready to go. And they're going to be bringing enough noise to this party that you definitely want to be a part of. So when you get a chance to look at this and give yourself an opportunity to go watch 
one or two games of, of Kansas, you'll see Jalen Daniels is a guy that can run, but he's not a running quarterback. He can extend some plays. He can get down the field. He can look to throw down the field. He's got a talented arm. I heard an interview with BK and Bucky with the uh, Jayhawk uh, reporter for 24-7 Sports. He talked about it. This dude's got an NFL arm. I keep trying to tell y'all, this is not the old Kansas that you just put on the schedule. As Miss Becky said, this used to be, they used to be everybody's homecoming game. Not anymore. They don't get down like that. You have to make sure that you are, are prepared and you, I'm sure Coach Sark in his press conference that he's had right now, I'm sure he's talking about, we had a great week of practice. We, we've talked about discipline. We've talked about making sure that we don't look past games and staying focused. And I said this before, this ain't no trap game. It can't be. Texas does cannot afford to look at any game as a trap game. We've had the trap door pulled out from under us before. And earlier in the week, Coach Sark was talking about that. And he was asked, do you look at this game as being a possible trap game? And I liked his answer. I, I think this. I think this is a top 25 matchup of two undefeated teams, uh, both very good. Um, and in our mind, like we posted today, this, this is we're playing for first place, right? And, and our goal is to, is to, you know, get to Arlington in December to compete for a Big 12 championship game. And this game is going to matter a lot in if we have that opportunity or not. And so this game has got our undivided attention. Again, we talked about it at length with the team this morning, that, that our focus is on the next mission. And, and, and Kansas is the next mission, and they need all of our attention. They're a very good football team, and so I don't feel that at all. I haven't heard one word about next week. And so that, that's a good thing. You know, it's not like I had to stop anybody anywhere to say, hey, no, no, no. Uh, our guys are focused, and, and they know what it's going to take. And all we have to do is turn the tape on of Kansas. They're, they're 4-0 for a reason. It's not by fluke. These guys are playing very good football right now. And that's what I've been saying. Guys, I know that line comes out, and everybody looks at it, and they're like, oh, my goodness, this team is terrible. They hadn't played anybody. They don't Listen, you play who's on your schedule. Texas has been challenged. And I know everybody keeps talking about what Oklahoma's done. And we could talk about it. And in a couple uh, days, 48 hours, we'll be able to talk about it. But as of right now, we're focused on Kansas. You're focused on the task at hand because you don't want what happened two years ago to mess up your journey. We always talk about those types of things. You want to be on the right side of this history. And for those guys in that locker room that participated in that game, they don't ever want that feeling because it happened right here on their field. And everybody thought that Texas had a good enough team to overcome some of those things. And you heard it from my man, Wimbush. Wimbush was in the house. He thought it was going to fall apart for them. It didn't. They stayed the course. They ended up getting that dub. And that's what happened. So pay attention, folks. Pay attention. There's a lot to digest going into this weekend. Do I want by halftime to be, you know, chilling, not worrying about it? Do I want it to be a fourth quarter game or four quarter game? No. I want Texas to be out there hot. And remember, Texas has scored 21 points in every in a quarter in every single game. But the biggest question mark has always been, can Texas do it early? 
Can Texas do it early? No slow starts. No slow starts. Make sure you get out there and do the damn thing because I believe the Texas Longhorns are able to do so. Man, it's been a great show today. Shout out to David Winbush, former Kansas Jayhawk running back who played a bunch of years there uh, from K-Town, 254. Uh, shout out to all the, the folks that joined in today. Continue to tell people, make sure you do like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you hit everybody up and tell them all about what we're doing over here at Texas Sports Unfiltered because we're doing it big and our man is making moves that people ain't even seeing. You know, like Lil Wayne said, real G's move in silence like lasagna. That's what my man is doing. He's making things happen. I want to give a shout out to uh, everybody that's that's going to be participating tomorrow. Covert B Cave, Derek Johnson will be at Covert B Caves tomorrow, uh, signing autographs, kissing babies, glad handed, and enjoying that great food over there. But also tomorrow, eleven thirty, right here on Hanging with Harge, I will have Chris Vaughn, father of Deuce Vaughn. Scout for the Dallas Cowboys, and of course, he's been he was a former Texas Longhorns defensive back coach. He will be joining me on the show tomorrow. I'm gonna talk a little bit about the Cowboys, obviously, gonna talk about his son Deuce and that special moment that they shared. And we'll ask him what he thinks about this Texas Longhorn football team. He was once on the staff, then his son went to K State. Now, can he root for Texas anymore? I sure hope so. But remember this, folks don't believe everything you see because even salt. Looks like sugar. Peace. Here comes my man BK going to tell you where to go for the next show. What's up, man? What's happening, my brother? Man, David Winbush, a blast from the past. I was still living in Kansas when uh, that guy was toting the rock for the Jayhawks. Yeah, I figured. And Reggie Duncan as well. Reggie Duncan yeah. also went to my high school, uh, both proud alums of uh, Colleen Ellison High School, bro. That's awesome. You had some talent there. Well, great show today, man. Looking forward to that Chris Vaughn interview, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. All right, my brother. Appreciate you. All right, there he goes, and we are going to the link in the video description. So to find Trey and BK and all of the afternoon shows on Texas Sports Unfiltered, just click the link below. We're about to get started over there. Peace.